Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the NXT 2.0 New Year's Evil Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamflot and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT 2.0. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review NXT 2.0, but also Raw, SmackDown, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, or what they call premium live premium events. Premium live events. <laughs> as well as all the other bollocks, basically, because I don't know what, it, what it's called. Um, but make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling for daily wrestling podcasts, basically. But as I said, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to look ahead to New Year's Evil tonight. I'll be honest, Michael Hamlet, I haven't watched a second of NXT 2.0 since we had a break about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, look ahead to it, not so much look forward to it. I'm very much in the same boat. I found it hard, as best I could, to keep up with as much wrestling as possible, with kids and Christmas and other commitments. Something had to give, and that was predictably NXT 2.0. I will say for this card, they had done enough of a job building up the majority of it that has permitted me to be unprofessional, because I feel like confident enough to speak on the majority of the card because of all the work they've done before the Christmas break. Most of the stories are the ones that they've kind of been telling either side of war games. It's not, when you sent us the bullet points, it's far from the worst wrestling show we've ever had to preview. Mm. feels like a half-decent episode, but I don't know if that's a good thing in the 2.0 universe anymore. We've moved a long way away from the chaotic early days, and sometimes these earnestly try-hard cards are the worst of the bunch. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it on that basis at all. I was just about up for like the odd five-minute match and some absolutely wacky bollocks. <sighs> I can't be arsed with this. I genuinely can't. And it's not just my malaise with wrestling in general, I don't think. It's not just NXT 2.0 betraying the bollocks that it is with these like quote-unquote like premium live event shows. <laughs> I know this date doesn't have the same luster as it once did, even two or three years ago. It's, it's January 4th. Like, what are you doing? Like, genuinely, what are they doing knowing that the majority of pro wrestling fans now, and we can base this off reactions, the likes of which Minoru Suzuki get in a big mass arena in Chicago, the wrestling world at this point, through the digital accessible revolution, knows what most of wrestling is. Like, what are they doing presenting an actual wrestling show, a destination show, 
that is going to be judged on how good the matches are. What are they doing on January 4 presenting a show like this? It's absolute arrogance. I wish they'd like formally called it the 2.0 Dome because it would have been so funny to be like at the Dome on January 4th <laughs> and just built all matches that way rather than mentioning he's evil by name. It's just, I, I, it's a wider point of they are going to struggle to get any more conversation than they usually get. And I know the extent of the conversation surrounding Tokyo Dome now is, oh, no one's talking about the Tokyo Dome, are <laughs> Japan's off the rails or whatever, but it's still just not the night to do a show like this. Mm. I know they like the pun. There was certainly more chat about the egg in November than there has been in January. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> uh, let's start. Oh, it's a very different uh, NXT to where we were 12 months ago, Sige. Let's start with the world title. Uh, it's currently around the waist of Tommaso Ciampa, but is tonight the night that Bron Breaker becomes NXT champion? Yes, and I'm dying for them to get to the point. Because <laughs> I've heard enough about... Sharks and oceans of inexperience, but I'm a shark in an ocean of experience, or whatever. Strap, strap, breaker up. Like, I think the story's been told quite well. I think, and again, like, the way WWE books is that it regurgitates as many segments and story beats as it does takes. Like, how often have we sat here and said, I oh, you know they've done a good job. They've done an astute job of strapping up one of the more experienced, quote unquote, black and gold guys to help breaker along like a fast track learning experience curve, if you like, across the first singles matches and war games, and he's only going to get better working with a champer. And what a sensible decision it is not to strap him on day one. And the time has come for us to do what everyone telegraphed, like literally three months ago at this point. Get on with it. Hope the matches are notch better than the first because it was one of those where it's like, it very much feels like a developmental show when you've got Bron Breaker working 14 minutes. You're not watching it completely lost in the seamless, great flowing action. You're watching it with the coach's eye. You're watching it with your smart mark eye. Is he any good in the ring? Is he developing? Who's carrying the load? You don't want to ask these questions, man. You just want to watch a goddamn match between two people who know what they're doing and can immerse you and grip you into a story. It's a big ask for Bron Breaker to perform at a level where he can actually do that. Just strap him up and see where it goes, I guess, at this point, because if nothing else... This guy has retained his aura. This guy gets conversations surrounding him. Uh, this guy's really promising. All of that kind of evaporates if they don't strap him up tonight. Do you think he's going to be uh, NXT champion, Bron Breaker, Michael Hanfler? And just looking at this here, not including title vacations, in 2021, we had three title changes. In 2020, we also had three title changes. Uh with, you know, Karen Cross vacating the title, blah, blah, blah. How many title changes are we going to get in 2022? I do think he'll win, and it probably behooves him not to lose, ideally for the bulk of the year. Maybe one title change at the end of the year, if it, there's a story that supports it. And I don't want to say that, like, they're great at telling stories at 2.0, but they're kind of, in this bizarre neon world, they somehow cling to a bit of logic, and they do do some A to B to C booking. So maybe by the end of the year, there's a rival that has built up that Brombrick can fight and maybe lose his title to. But it feels like if he's your like if he's your guy for the short to medium term in NXT 2.0, that should at least account for about a year's worth of television. You cannot just get to WrestleMania weekend and then have him lose the next big rival. It's I'm interested in the match tonight. I'm genuinely like intrigued mm. in the quality of this match. Uh, he's had two to three months to improve upon the not great one compared to the two to three weeks that Omar Scott against AJ Styles. <laughs> so it does at least sort of speak to their 
Um, they're not so like worried about panicking and getting things out a lot quicker. He's had a bit longer to develop maybe some of the foibles and flaws of the first match. But I wonder if they've got faith in them to just nail this one or if there's maybe a cheat code that we can't quite see yet. Is it going to devolve into a weapons brawl where we see a uh, far angrier side than Bron Breaker than the one we've seen outside of maybe war games. I mean, he was pretty angry with that chain trying to get into the door. But, like, we didn't <laughs> see too much from him in the way of, like, the weapons guy because they were trying to... He was the baby face on the heel team and they were trying to, like, juggle that. Is there going to be a formal heel turn? Is that going to be the twist? Is that going to be the shock? I feel like they know that he can only have developed so much in the three months since the last only OK match that they might have something to help him along. And fine, it's developmental. Like, bells and whistles are okay if by the end of it we're, we're, we've been sold a more entertaining Bron Breaker than the one we got. I hope this works. I like Bron Breaker. I like the commitment behind his push. I like that. And this has been said a few times now, and not just about Bron Breaker. Even if we were sort of taking the piss a little bit and being like, oh, thank God the Capital Wrestling Center's over and we've got this new NXT to have a bit of a laugh at now. There were problems with the old NXT that a guy like Bron Breaker was stuck just doing drills. A lot of these guys were stuck doing drills, and why were they stuck there so long? I hope he wins tonight, and it is a little bit of vindication that this system did need an overhaul, because, like, bare bones, there is something there, but they mm. do need to help him along. I, d- I don't want to see just a retread of the first match, but Breaker goes over. I'm genuinely curious yeah. to see how they improve upon it. Uh, in terms of the NXT Women's Championship, that is on the line in a triple threat match. Mandy Rose defending against both Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade. Is it time for the generation of Jade in WWE? Jesus words? Christ. Their words, not mine, gentlemen. No, it's not. It's. I want to be generous and say it's impossible to gauge the quality of this, but I'm pessimistic, to say the least. Um, Mandy Rose's form in ring has been indifferent, despite the fact that she's been sent there to be the so-called experienced hand. What Mandy Rose is experienced at is performing on the main roster. That doesn't necessarily mean great in-ring worker it just means knowing which camera to find and all those things that they kind of try and drill into their raw and smackdown regulars uh cora jade i think has been a quiet success story like Mm. the skateboarding stuff is worthy of mocking could you say she's been grinding away you could and just did she because of the skateboard she skated huge news from last week's nxt she skated all the way at the ring did she so like what Mark's, I'm rewatching this. LTST. Mark's improvement. No, for all that, obviously, she's still quite green. The character has absolutely gained a bit of traction. Yeah. That much is apparent. Raquel Gonzalez, regrettably, has regressed since winning the title, and I'm yet to see that particularly get turned around. Didn't think a great deal of the Dakota Kai payoff or any of the Dakota Kai story. They could use her in the Rumble, considering you were telling me earlier that they've not got enough women. They need them all. <laughs> they need the entire 2.0 roster, effectively. So the more characters... They're on the main roster now. Stop messing about. I agree. I agree. So she probably loses tonight. Mandy Rose retains, Yeah, but just impossible to imagine how this match is any good like, i don't like to we don't come on these podcasts just to wantonly bury people i just I, I can't see how this goes well yeah this seems like a stupid take to make in the wake of day one but those were extenuating circumstances but generally when wwe put, puts on a triple threat match at this particular stage of a person they really want to get behind's reign it's their way of basically saying oh we want to keep the title on this person don't do anything that could damage one person in a feature singles program. Oh, look, what I'm arriving at here is this is filler. I expect there to be storylines spinning off from... Um, I was bored talking about this. 
I shouldn't be bored. This is the fun. This is what it does <laughs> when they give you too much wrestling. Yeah. There was a thing last week where uh, Jade and Gonzalez defeated Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai in a tag match. I subdued them. I think they bested them. With the stipulation being, I think, that the winning team would get the triple threat. So it was to cast doubt on Jade and Gonzalez uh-huh. having this match. And obviously, Shirai and Larray are loads more experienced and should probably be in these matches. But, you know, they are uh, Kaylee Ray. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> I just, <laughs> just going to say. <laughs> they're more experienced, but they're not for this, are they? They have to help, I guess, other people come along. Imagine that. You're much better, but... It's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not your job on this show. Don't be good wrestlers. Um, maybe that's... What I'm trying to get to there is that maybe there's something to that being the last bit of the build. Maybe you have the triple threat tonight, which gives you, as sorry, Cedric was alluding to there, like a kind of a free pass, free hit from Andy Rose title defense. But Shirai and Kaylee Ray are going to be none too pleased with that. And then that's your kind of, you spin both challenges off into something with those. And there's a four way dance rivalry between now and the next big Mandy Rose title defense. It's not that interesting, is it? Yeah, I can't imagine the match can be very good. Um, moving parts plus inexperience usually results in disaster. Um, uh, Mandy Rose, they're meant to be, as Hamlet says, the experienced hand. And uh, in reality, the experienced hands are the one who are pushing her. You know, yeah. they're wanking over her. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I just want to put that joke in. <laughs> she, she wins a probably rubbish match. To be fair, with it being New Year's Evil, they will agent this to death, and they'll have thought about it a lot. So maybe it'll not be. The kind of disaster that Jade has had on television. I think it'll be a little bit... I think more work, more rehearsal and stuff will have been put into this. I think it's going to be Toxic Attraction getting involved, the rest of Toxic Attraction, and then they'll maybe do Raquel and Cora going after the title, the tag titles. I think at very least, if they can be asked to save the blushes of the baby faces, because there's two baby faces and one heel, Toxic Attraction running constant interference does that. Mm. Not that excited about a spin-off into that tag feed, but at least it's in a way that's going to preserve Cora Jade, especially from looking just thick, or the the two of them betraying each other when Mandy Rose is there for the taking. I'm going to watch Super Mario. I'm going to play Super Mario 3D World tonight. Okay, and I'm going to have to put it away, knowing that I have to be up early to watch this. That's my primary kind of um, piss off about this. Yeah. yeah, wouldn't it be great if they added Mario's jump noise to some of these matches? So you've got like them all like trying really hard with the spots that they practice, and then just one goes boo. <laughs> I would love more Mario in uh, NXT 2.0. Maybe they'll get a plumber next. MSK and Riddle, mushrooms. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They could, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be 
big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Sticking with championships, Sige, we're getting a unification bout it's the Cruiserweight Champion versus the North American Champion. Carmelo Hayes, Roderick Strong. Who leaves as the new, what is it? North NXT American, North American I Champion. So, I think so. I don't know if it was a title, but on the WWE.com copy, it's referred to as NXT North American Cruiserweight Champion. What a load of bollocks. <laughs> you, got, you can't isn't be both. Isn't, <laughs> that, you can't. isn't that the purpose defeating... It's not purpose defeating bollocks considering they've realised we're not signing on cruiserweights. They got us killed in the uh, in the Wednesday night war. Can't leave cruiserweight in the title if there's no will in there yeah. anymore. Can't, that can't be a so thing. So I'm assuming that's just a typo. And if it, it or it's either a typo or the kind of bollocks that WWE just do for a week, you'll never remember in your entire life, and then subsequently abandon. Uh, yeah, the, oh, who's it between? Hayes and Strong. Hayes. I was thinking Hayes, but you. I'm, I'm not sure. You know. I, I think it's way too soon to take the title off him. He's not had a reign of any renown. He's yet. not had a reign. Uh, Hayes is going to win. He's a good act as well. Good act. Strong would be a good person to work with Breaker as well as a champion. Yes. In the failing upwards. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That, that'll work a lot. He's already worked them. Oh, bollocks. Yeah, he has. And he completely decided, I'm going to test his cardio. <laughs> Bivens trying to rebound from that defeat with the Diamond Mine coming for Brom Breaker's not terrible. Couple of Didn't they have an interaction as well? Yeah. That led to the match we've already seen. It's getting loops, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> getting bloody loops. Uh, how are you feeling about Hayes and Strong? Who's, well, they're probably going probably gonna to be match of the night, this, up there, for me. Yeah. Yeah, it probably will be. I, indifferent, if I'm honest. Really indifferent. The belts are valueless, in truth. Like, I really love Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. This is, again, to go back to it, too many people were invisible on old black and gold NXT. There were too many people kicking around the performance center for way too long. And you can see the ones that have sort of like burst forth and actually benefited mm. from the 2.0 change. They're most definitely one of them, if not the best of the bunch. Um, so I expect them to win. Bivins, strong, diamond mine. Oh, I'm not booking this out of the story. I'm booking it over like who recovers the most from the defeat and they'll be fine. Like if they lose this match, strong's probably needed out with this cruiserweight. Like, it's not a division, but do you know what I mean? He's, he's needed out of the cruiserweight narrative for a while now because he can get back to fighting big lads and getting involved in proper stories again. So, yeah, it's probably the best for everyone. What's going to be very interesting, I'm not suggesting that they're going to do this, is if they had Creed Brothers and Roderick Strong being the heavies for Ivy Nile as she goes after Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction. It's good. This show's not got the worst cast of characters if you can stumble upon a couple of interesting pairings, but too often, they just don't bother telling the stories. You see the people together and you think, oh yeah, that would be actually pretty good. But then they 
just fail to give you the angles or they don't there's no heat there's every no time like someone says a name on this podcast I, just, I think we basically we had loads of fun reviewing raw this week yeah and i think my quarter of fun for the day <laughs> you burn out my quarter of passion is completely disintegrated at this point um yeah you'd say these names was out loud and put them in match graphic i just do not care it, I don't care who wins or loses any of these matches fundamentally, and that's the major major issue. I'm invested in in Hayes and Strong, not because of the title bollocks, but I just think they're two brilliant wrestlers who work well together. And I hope, yeah, Hayes emerges victorious, but I also hope they've got plans for Strong afterwards because, yeah, poor bastard. Just a wider point on, particularly because Bron Breaker's fighting for the title tonight and they're unifying another belt. In terms of pissing on Triple H's legacy, let's piss a little more. New belts. Like, if Bron Breaker wins an NXT title, it's 2.0 now. I want an Ultimate Warrior neon strap. I was about to say the exact same thing. Like, and That'll get us jazzed. That sounds like, I'm, <laughs> sounds like I'm just using this excuse to take a pot shot at Triple H, right? But they've burned everything else. So, like, get, the, get some new belts in. More flash of colour. More so, something North that is... American Championships, all right? But it's from... Yes. The before time, you know, that yeah. we're not allowed to mention anymore. That legacy doesn't exist. Like, new belts, something else new... I'm, I'm turning into Vincent Mann with 2.0. Have my new toys, October, November time. Bit bored of them now. I need some, like, new accessories for the old toys. And in that case, it's the belts. Let's have some new belts. Yes, please. Yes, works for me. Um, well, tonight sees Walter return to NXT. Uh, he's teaming with the rest of Imperium to take on MSK and their Shaman Riddle. The worst uh, stuff ever, this, mm. by the way. First of all, welcome back, Hamflet. Uh, second of all, how do you see this one playing out? I mean, it's going to rule. I, like I think the story is risible. Um, I think the I think MSK will have to work hard to fight back. Like it's not a burial in like literal terms, but I feel like they've been buried from where we were at with them earlier yeah. like, last year and for the bulk of their tag title reign. So they've got to now fight from underneath what they've placed on top of them. This match is going to be the start of that. I cannot see how this can fail. Um, Riddle and Walter is going to feel big time going to feel like a huge deal in yeah. that tiny building whenever they interact whenever they do anything um we already know the potential of msk and imperium and that's what this is this is one of the best cased holding patterns matches nxt could have come up with because it's obviously just a delaying tactic for the tag title match which will be a ripper in itself because imperium are good now <laughs> like the biggest like breakthrough oh, actor yeah, two I forgot that. yeah imperium <laughs> rule. i forgot that towards the end of last year imperium are awesome now so that's this is just a this is oh, the best getting, i forgot about this best possible stalling device for something else that's also going to be awesome couldn't give a toss about any of the story just i think it'll rule for rule and say and i want walter to chop riddle so hard he still has a handprint on monday so randy can go what's that on your chest great like, what have you been doing yeah, yeah. Oh, great you know what and if it fades just get him to do it again fly him into, <laughs> fly him into whichever city's hosting raw on monday I right, do it again just fall go on camera <laughs> maybe one more time just yeah. to just to make sure like really really hard no this match should be absolutely class like walter i've said it before he's my ultimate I hope your contract's expiring soon and we haven't heard about it until now, guy. Because if if he goes to AEW, I'll be like, right, just uh, hang my page, thanks. Strap <laughs> up Walter. I love him. I think he's phenomenal. Um, I expect him to be phenomenal here because he's, he's he never not, he never doesn't make me realise how amazing he is professional wrestling. Smacking the crap out of people in the safe spaces telling these stories where he just genuinely comes across, whether he's shrugging people off or just smacking them up. Like, when you... It's like a different version of Ricardo. When you get anything in on him, it, it, it 
scans is the most impressive thing ever. Like, mm. how have you got a lick on Walter? And yeah, the idea of MSK just getting swatted out of thin air by him and then launching some kind of demented, awesome aerial attack on him. I think this should be class. Yeah, if, uh, not to stray into different territory here, but if there's ever a time to just completely repeat a storyline, Walter running through all of Hangman Page's mates. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm that evil, you know, and you. Uh, yeah, but I, I think this is going to be absolutely a belter. I think I completely forgot about that. I was like, oh, Imperium versus MSK would be fine, but, you know, Riddle and, and Walter make it good. And then I was like, oh, no, yeah. Forgot about that. Maybe like, unite me as mint. Imagine like Imperium being neutralized enough, and then Walter's got the three of them, and they get him down, and like both members of MSK off the top rope or something really cool onto Walter. Riddle follows up with a floating bro. One, two, Walter just kicks out and then chops all three of them. Yeah. In response, like, <laughs> how dare you three little gnats come off the top rope with this? I'd great. love the idea of that. This match would be unbelievable. Walter can hit it floating bro. Great. Yep. <laughs> Keep booking people to do floating bros today. I don't know Walter why. Walter can win this, then win the Rumble, and then fight Lesnar. Don't, don't, because it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, but yeah. it'd be amazing. Uh, <laughs> Imagine, like, the core Micah. He's from NXT 2.0. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Why is he wearing black trunks? They are funny colours on that show. Uh, finally, I've, I've got on my notes here, AJ Styles versus Grayson Waller, but having subsequently checked, I think it's just AJ Styles confronting Grayson Waller. Uh, first of all, AJ Styles is in NXT, apparently. I had no idea about this. It's on the back of, like, a rating where they were getting smashed by, like, reruns of, like, procedural dramas. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Get AJ in. <laughs> Any one of them. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, there's no match, presumably, tonight, as I've reread through the, my notes. But um, I assume they're on the road to setting one up. Just because I was going to say, if they're doing this tonight, there's going to be a pretty... You ha- a Stars has to win to continue whatever's going on with him and... I don't think they're going to do it tonight. I think the idea is expecting with a branded show to get a decent audience, mm. shoot some kind of anger with AJ, and then that'll convince people theoretically to watch after, you know, the fun themed event is over and done with. Heat angle on AJ, I mm. guess. It's a um, bigger picture character story, isn't it, for Grayson Waller? They are trying. And I can't speak to if it's successful or not particularly, but they are trying. I can, it's not. They <laughs> are tr- he's working a social media influencer gimmick and he's not even verified. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, he's not. By bringing that, is that because of his history as a uh, bare-knuckle fighter, ladies' man? Uh, what else is he Yeah, doing? they don't know who he is. Can't yeah, verify they, can, they can't verify him. Now they're suspicious of that. He's, got, he's been thieving identities, of anything. <laughs> his new gimmick and this you, week. You submitted your application <laughs> saying that you were a thrill seeker. Yes. But you're also a ladies' man. Yes. And a boxer. Yes. <laughs> it's like Damien Priest. He's got two Twitter accounts. He's like, got one for each. AJ is, so, like, is the idea that, like, he's on a macro level, he's so disgusted with everything that Grayson Waller is. They're trying to make this guy the pariah of NXT 2.0, but it's not really landing yet. So if he beats AJ Styles, a guy that has come in to defend the legacy tacitly of Johnny Gargano, then that's going to help Grayson Waller along. I, I just... I don't feel it or see it or particularly believe it, you know. His work's all right. Grayson Waller's, one of the, again, another one that I think was probably, like, hiding there in the performance centre and probably should have been given more opportunities in the old NXT because he's half-decent. Like, is his gimmick this week that he's, like, uh, flat-footed and AJ's not going to be able to take that? Or something like that. <laughs> Your feet are flat? I've been blood for lifting that before. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's, he's going to ask Grayson Waller, what were you doing before? And he's like, well, let me get me list. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what they're doing with this, but should we just get to the games instead? Yeah, my worry. Yeah, this probably put me in a bad mood ahead of this podcast. I'm, I'm spending plenty of games, too many matches. 
We're they, not going to do this as your thing. They're not, they're not going to do, do any wacky things because there's too many blue wrestling. I mean, they might do some sort of zeitgeist heist. Yeah. But I, I, you have to listen to the commentary now. I know. Lashing out's back. Tell you. We, we, we announced the death far too soon. Um, do you want to start with zeitgeist heist? Yeah. I, I didn't really prepare. I got zeitgeist heist. Go on. Uh, like... It's wrestling centric this week because I was struggling to find like the story. So I was thinking, well, within like wrestling, what's the sort of big story? Is it like Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley? The dream match is finally happening. Is that going to be sort of referenced mm. in the next day? Is that the biggest story of the week? Um, I was thinking about there's just the fact obviously Roman's got COVID and is there, there going to be some sort of reference to is somebody going to score a point off the tribal chief on this, the developmental brand? And I thought, no, what's the biggest story today in wrestling? So as you mentioned, January the 4th, you know, like Wrestle Kingdom. No. Adam Wilborn and the Dabby Boys return to podcast. Hey. Vic Joseph is either going to call it 2.0 or he's going to say, hello and welcome <laughs> to New Year's Evil. <laughs> I, couldn't, I th- couldn't think of a bigger story in wrestling today than that. Literally, the only thing I've been reading about the news is Omicron. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely goddamn sick of it. Um, I've pitched before that Joe Casey would say something about it. Um... What's in the zeitgeist? I'm 36 years old. I'm 36 years old. I get up on a Tuesday morning, right? Knackered, watch Raw. Talk life. Yeah. <laughs> rubbish. I uh, get the kids at breakfast when they wake up. Do a swap over with the missus, right? Get ready. Take, uh, do the nursery run. Get to work. Well, I'm in the back of my wrestling bubble. And then I'll uh, look at my phone for a little bit and go, oh, I'm a crom. Great. <laughs> Funny, funny. <laughs> and then not funny. And then um, I'll have my lunch. Then I'll get back in the wrestling bubble. I'll go home. On the way home, I'll pick up uh, my daughter from nursery. I'll do like the necessary tea prep. Do some tidying up, and then one of the kids gets like bathed in bed, and then I'll just watch Succession for forty minutes. No time to connect with the world, other than through Omicron. How am I meant to play as I guys ties? Well, I'll tell you how. I've done it. And I think I've got the. I've even got the line that's going to. Talk about set. the real Breath of the Wild guy. You can play Breath of the Wild for three hours on a night if you want. You can immerse himself in the open world. I can exciting, only do three minute, and I love it. Three minutes Super Mario three D world levels. Yeah, we've got Mario Party Superstars for the kids at Christmas, and that's key because it's mini games. <laughs> mini games. Thirty seconds, forty seconds at a time. Attention span is just about enough to stick with one to the end. Like Vince. Um, <laughs> well, because you know what today is, don't you? Today it's January fourth. It's January fourth. The last day that Blackberries work, apparently, according to BBC ah. News's website. Ah. So I think Grayson Bloody Wall is gonna say, AJ Stalls, you bloody come after me and I'm gonna shut you down like a blackberry. That's the line. Is that South Africa? <laughs> Except there's going to be absolute panic because, like, Vince and Bruce and Kevin Dunn, all the phones are going to stop working because they've never updated. <laughs> and all the demo, like the key demo of NXT, are going to be watching home. My phone's not working. <laughs> How sad is it on this, the 4th of January, we've watched in batches, talked in batches, now previewing in batches, New Japan Pro Wrestling and NXT. Think about where these promotions slash brands were in like 2018, mm. in January, in January 2018. And look where they both are now. That's so depressing. Mm. Like if you think about it too much, it's all too friggin' depressing. <laughs> look, there, look where they are, uh, Michael Hamlet. But where's Wendy tonight? Now, I do have something for this. 
do have something for this. We're going to be wondering throughout the course of the show, obviously, where she is. We're going to be doing that thing where you're looking in the backstage segments and she's still not there. Then, in the middle of the match that we've already discussed in detail, the hottest match of the night, the big six-man tag, Walter is going to fire off a chop so loud, it's going to turn out she was asleep in the crowd, and you're just going to see a pop-up. Jesus Christ, what was that? And it was just like, that's to sort of illustrate the noise you're going to see Wendy Chu fire up from one of the seats. That's very good. I have actually got her related to this match as well, and it's going to be uh, MSK and Riddle walking out of their special changing room. The green room, you might say. (laughs) Cloud of smoke, she's just going to be asleep in there. That's all I have for that. Um, I don't really prepare anything. <laughs> Do the thing on the uh, NXT roster page, Superstars page, sorry. Okay, sorry. From WWE.com, so I pulled some of the Imperium, that was quite funny last time. Okay, right, hang on. Uh, NXT, okay. It's got to load. <laughs> got to make sure they've got the right people left. Okay, tell me when. When? Okay, one, two, three, or four? Three. Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett, right? No, she was in the audience last time. Mm-hmm. You know, the tent will run out of ideas. So we'll just do Soprano's character this week. Of course. Yeah. I think she'll be in the same place, right? And Wade Barrett will call a move. And what's his favorite word? Boom! <laughs> and when she'll be like, oh, what the bloody hell? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> tired. <laughs> Just Vic Joseph's country wakes her up. Will you shut up? Vic? <laughs> I was going to say, well, boom doesn't work because that's just Vic Joseph's general register of speech. <laughs> so if that's not waking her up, nothing is. What's going to wake her up? I don't think the chop's the best shout. Not like in general. Oh, like what's waking you <laughs> up? You got to like primed to fulfill her job as a combat athlete. Why have you woken up, Wendy? I'm, I'm sick of the most dominant force in NXT, Toxic Attraction. I'm going to do something about it starting next week. Oh, do you want to go back to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you might... Yeah, they are the most dominant force, but what you're missing out on is, like, this is the generation of Jade, so <laughs> we'll have to have a match next week. They've got something in mind for this sleeping mm-hmm. thing. What is it? Uh, I think someone's getting thrown into her, probably. And then she'll be like, right, that's enough. Somebody. You, you know when you're like, someone wakes you up early, and you're like, oh... Add it with that. So there's meant to be the dissonance of, oh, there's just this charming small person who's just asleep and isn't it funny. But then when you wake her up, like she kicks ass. Yeah. It's, it's lame. Maybe she's asleep. Because oh, WWE. Maybe somebody took her alarm clock and put it on a bomb on a boat. <gasps> yes. And that's LGFT. why she's not woken up. Listen to the Raw Review if you want to know what that reference is towards. Uh, do you want to finish up with the Tony D'Angelo predictor? Uh, I mean, it's bo- he's boring. I'm sorry, I'm in a bad mood. I don't I like this. Is not poor preparation on my part, but I ain't saying nothing because I cannot think of a single uh, thing no, he's going to do. Get, this is it. not his if week. You got nothing. I, if you got nothing, I got son. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds to me like you already got son. Okay. I think uh, clap cat. <laughs> I think there's going to be a best. I don't know what's been going on with him and Beanie Boppins. Okay, but I think he's going to be interviewed backstage. It's it's a few that must continue. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, some touch is going to come along and ask him a question, and he's going to say, hey, look, if I'm Petey Poppins, you know, I got a selection of New Year's resolutions, okay? Stop being a rat. huh? Don't get pinched. But most of all, if I'm Petey Poppins, my New Year's resolution for 2022 is just to be less of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's that's my prediction for tonight. <laughs> I hope I hope to goddamn God he says that. That's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Let us know your thoughts ahead of NXT Dubois. Oh, New Year's Evil tonight on Twitter at what? I wasn't ready for that at all. <laughs> at what? Culture yeah, WWE. Watch today. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. And follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. The Raw <laughs> Review is available right now. And our review of this show will be available tomorrow as well. But for now, my thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.